You are listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. Greetings and welcome to another podcast with Amodamar. Today's podcast is entitled The Feminine in Spiritual Awakening. In this episode, Amodamar is in conversation with Ellen Emmett, psychotherapist and non-dual teacher. Together, they explore the role of the feminine in spiritual awakening, especially as it relates to the traditional Advaitic approach and a more heart-centered approach that includes our humanness. So, Ellen, welcome to my podcast. Hi, Amoda. It's lovely to see you, hear you again. Um, Just a little bit of background for our listeners. We crossed paths numerous times back in the Bay Area when I was living there a few years ago. And I think we were both speaking at the SAND conference. That's right, yeah. And um, we have some mutual friends um, and so on. So that's how we met. Um, And we have some uh, connections with England. Well, you live in England currently, (laughs) and I used to live in England (laughs) Um, and so I'm jealous of you because you now live in the in the west of America, where I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, maybe you'll you'll end up here as well. <laughs> I know your roots are um, American, Canadian. No, American, Franco-American. So that that is a bit Canadian, but no, mm. American okay. East Coast and then France. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, and the other thing we have in common is that we are. Uh, incarnated into female bodies, at least this time. (laughs) So that um, introduces our topic for today, uh, which is the role of the feminine in spiritual awakening, in non-dual realization. Um, There's a whole rich area there that we can explore. So we'll just flow with it um, and see what emerges. I just wanted to say that we'll do it in a feminine way. We will. We'll flow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my listeners uh, know that we we don't have a uh, structure to our conversations, um, whether whether they're with Kat, most of most of them are between myself and Cabby. Um, uh, occasionally, uh, we have uh, somebody that's uh, another teacher, uh, either from the same kind of in the same field of non-duality or uh, uh, maybe a different tradition. But they're always somebody that I know personally. Um, mm-hmm. Big sweet. We don't want to do formal uh, interviews as such. So we're always flowing. Um, so I'm just going to say. Uh, 
I'm not a feminist. Yeah. I really don't care about male and female. It's not a gender issue for me. I'm, I'm really, uh, in some ways beyond that. I, I, I personally don't feel, well, obviously I'm female in, in body and there are some feminine aspects, um, in the expression, which can't be helped. Um, but I also feel strongly masculine in some ways, you know, there are very, you know, masculine qualities. Um, so in, in that, in that way, it feels beyond either male or female, masculine, feminine, there aren't any stereotypes here. There aren't any, you know, roles that are being played out, but there is something I think quite fruitful to be explored about the, the feminine in, in the way that it's expressed perhaps, uh, through awakened consciousness and, um, well, later on we can talk a little bit about the sort of, uh, the patriarchy in, in spiritual traditions, but let's, let's start with how it's expressed maybe. I don't know. Is there a difference in how it's expressed? I mean, let's just start with this. Awakening is awakening. That's right. I mean, I don't think awakening is gender free. Definitely. I think we, (laughs) we have to agree on that. Yes. It's the same awakening, whether it's in a young person, old person, male, female, whatever. Because that which awakens is neither male, female, child, animal. So, yeah, gender free. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and it's, I find it very difficult. I mean, I, I don't think I'm a feminist either, Amoda, but I definitely have been interested in these themes of the feminine and the masculine, but not as a sort of stereotyping opportunity or sort of designating roles because I have a female body. Therefore, therefore, I, I sort of, I have the privilege of the feminine and it's that's not how I see it. And it sounds like it's not how you see it. Not at all. Not no, at all. No. But I mean, there, there is a difference. And there, there are two attributes to creation. I mean, it's everywhere. And this is a dangerous topic too these days because of this whole gender fluid. So we have to be, well, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be careful what I say, but I'm sure I won't, might not be PC, but how do we talk about these attributes of feminine? Mm. Yes, I hadn't actually really <laughs> considered it on that level. I, I just don't op- operate in that level no. um, to do with with gender types or even the expression of that. At least not in the mm-hmm. kind of ordinary human experience. Um, but, but maybe, maybe, sorry, Amoda. No, go I, ahead. Maybe we can talk about our experiences and see how that may distill ideas about the feminine, so called, rather mm-hmm. than sort of start from an abstract idea of the feminine. Mm. Uh, it sounds like for you, it, wa- it wasn't really central. It wasn't central because it's not, uh, well, it's not the body that awakens. <laughs> um, and I know that the feminine is often associated with more body-centered uh, experiences or even practices and so on. Although I have to say, and I, I, again, I think my listeners know this, I have a long history of body centered practices. That's kind of very much my background. 
Um, although I, I don't really bring much focus to that now. It, it, it's got to the point where mind, body, it's one. It's the right. same. Yeah, the body and the mind are uh, not only interrelated, but I've come to see, at least in my own experience, that the body is is an is an outer manifestation of mind, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore in, inseparable in, in that sense. So I don't I don't split it off anymore in that way. It's obviously included. There's no there's no cut off. Yeah. <laughs> not like we're cut off at the head, <laughs> although that can happen. So there is something to be said about um, the direct felt sense through the body. Yes. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. And, and at the same time, not that I disagree with you at the same time, but I think I, in meditation, let's put it this way in my case, in meditation at the moment of abiding, there is in the now, let's put it, or uh, there, there is no no partitions between thinking and sensing and feeling. There's only w- one seamless flow, and and that flow is inseparable from its background. So there's really nothing to talk about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but but then uh, in my own sort of journey. You know, the awakening, the glimpses, the many glimpses that happened over the years were were free of gender. They had nothing to do with the body in a way of they had nothing to do with the body mind because they were they were they were occurring outside time and space. But then when when the body mind comes back, it, it was a, it was Ellen and Ellen has her conditioning. So I guess we could say that it it all depends on. The, our conditioning, and I definitely am a woman. You know, I don't think I'm done with the pure, and I'm not intending on purifying that conditioning anytime soon, because I, I, I'm very, I'm quite interested in 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 creation, and the fact that in creation, in this manifestation, there, there is quite a lot of diversity, and 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 these two sort of central qualities of the feminine and the masculine are are so so gorgeous and interesting to explore and and because we and then i'll i'll, I'll shut up I'm, because i, no, I please I, don't I, shut up i don't <laughs> want to ramble no no, no. but is... but um especially because i think we 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 are maybe in a culture that has favored reason the mind so-called patriarchy which we can talk about later it has interested me to to meet a frustration at times in my expression of the non-dual understanding in my in my embodiment of it, whatever that means, maybe we have to clarify that too. There was there was a, definitely a wrestling for me after this awakening that had to do with 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 that conditioning. Okay, and, so that's interesting. When you say the conditioning, yeah, the conditioning of being a woman, yes. What do you mean by that? What what is what was the conflict or the or the battle that you felt with that or the challenge with that? So, the conditioning is natural. I mean, the conditioning of the body of a woman is is natural. But I think I felt also the layers of conditioning of possibly of of of, of a feminine, not not so much the body, but the quality of the feminine. So maybe I'll define that. The feminine being 
that aspect of manifestation that is to do with feeling, emotion, um, something less rational, something more hidden. Maybe you could say it's it's more lunar. It's so aspects of manifestation. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not now talking about the absolute. I'm talking about qualities of of experience of of, of life. So in those aspects in me, because of my education, you know, in a Catholic school, because of my family history, because of my culture, which I feel was leaning towards patriarchy, there was suffering there around that conditioning. There was, there was, uh, there was suffering. And so when suffering in the sense that the, you know, repression, absence of freedom, uh, feeling of being cut off from feelings, uh, feeling of all sorts of things that have to do with the personal story. But after awakening, it didn't just evaporate that. It was still there. And, and it was still interesting to me to, to, to sort of interface this residual suffering with my understanding and not adopt. Well, uh, to begin with, I did adopt what I inherited from my male teachers, I did. Okay. And very, very gratefully so. Yes. But, I, I understand. Yes, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding that. It's, yeah. yeah. So, so this is the um, very uh, common, if you like, or frequent um, conundrum of the awakening process yeah uh, somebody awakens there is a glimpse there is a profound recognition of the absolute or true nature or that which is beyond uh, body mind and all of that um and then of course conditioning remains the personhood remains um and and so on and so on and and that can easily become uh uh, an opportunity for bypassing, especially if we have been around uh, uh, the patriarchy, the, the the male teachers, and the certain teachings, and so on. So that I think that's what you're talking about. Um, that's 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 it. That's interesting, and that's um, I think very valuable to highlight, um, if I may say, from my experience, just so that we can see the variety of experiences that happen. Um, I think that awakening for me was the, if I dare say it, the icing on the cake. <laughs> it wasn't, it didn't happen first. And then there was all this stuff to purify, if you like, which then brings up all that kind of, yeah. um, if there is repression of emotions, which inevitably there will be, uh, because we've all been brought up in a culture more or less where a, a, a feeling emotion is secondary to, to logic and intellect. Yeah. Of yeah. course, we've all been through the same more or less educational system. Yeah. Um, and societal system. So, but for me, I'd spent all my time the other way. I'd spent right. all right. my time digging in, yes. um, digging into uh, the emotional self, releasing the emotions, getting in touch with the emotions, um, getting in touch with the wildness, if you like, of the yeah. feminine, the darkness, whatever was lurking there, the the uncontrollable, the uncontainable um, uh, the transpersonal, the archetypal, and so on. So that by the time that uh, 
the, the, the sort of awakening or the revelation of that which is beyond took place, there wasn't really much left to purify. <laughs> so there wasn't any conflict in that. And it was at that point that it's, it, for me, it was like that was beyond male or female. None of it was a concern after that. Yeah. Um, um, other than in the teaching arena, which we can talk a little bit about because that's yeah. still yeah. male dominated to some degree or, or was. Um, but when, but you say it, when you say the teaching is male dominated, that, that leads me to, to imagine that you, you feel in a way that you have a different way of teaching. Or your own way, which, which may not. No, I don't think so. I, I think that what I mean by that is that in my initial introduction to the spiritual teaching arena, <laughs> for want of a better description, I, there's a subtle sense that the male voice maybe or the male expression masculine expression or the um the, the 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 tradition which has stemmed from masculine figures is slightly more valued than the feminine i don't think that's the case anymore yeah, yeah. i think that's changed a lot but i think at some point there, there there's a little hint of that yeah, yeah. very yeah. subtle uh, and that's a little whiff of uh, the same in academia Oh yeah, I wonder. Even, that's an understatement. It's a big whiff in my. <laughs> I don't think it's the case anymore at all. Um, so that's well, changed. But yeah, uh, changed. yeah, but yes. Just going back to your original kind of expression of the integration of the feminine qualities that are feeling centered, body centered, lunar, if you like. Um, of course that that definitely has to be integrated into the um awakened view if you like which is really an illumination of mind in its widest and broadest sense and the the bringing of that into the illumination of the heart which is a feminine quality again that's also beyond gender at some point but initially <laughs> has a has a feminine quality of receptivity Uh, surrender, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. vulnerability, tenderness, and those are qualities that are not often, not often expressed and not often um, included as part of the embodiment of awakening in mm. traditional teachings. Yeah, although, well, I, maybe that's true. Yeah, I mean, there are some women Indian avatars or saints like Amma or Ananda Maima yes. who, in a way, Or expressions, pure, purely feminine expressions, or pure expressions, but with a feminine flavor, and they don't they don't sit on stages, um, sort of. In, in they don't have philosophical discourses, which you know. That's right. They, they teach through kirtan, chanting, hugging, yes. amas case, um, and teaching yeah. verbally as well, but. Uh, less sort of rational. Uh, well, that's an interesting thing as well, isn't it? Because I, I feel that intuition. Yes, I, I feel that even that is changing now. That there are many female teachers, including myself, <laughs> probably yourself, yeah. that are 
not avatars and not saints. <laughs> um, and in the Western culture and in the Western expression, who perhaps do have a merging of the feminine qualities, which are of surrender, of the heart, but but also have the clarity of philosophical directness, I I hope anyway. I I agree, I agree. But in in my case, I I was exposed to my teacher, Francis Lucille, who's, you know, he's an engineer, he's he's very philosophically bent, he's very rational, he's not, you know, he's not touchy-feely at all, although he does explore the body, but, and I was... I, I, I agree with you. I, I was riveted to the clarity and logic of higher reasoning. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was pure delight and my mind was ablaze. And I, and I'm very capable like you of, 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 of sharing my understanding at that level with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yes. And, but I have had to reclaim in a way I was much more comfortable doing that than, um, trusting an aspect of the teaching that wanted to come forward in a more intuitive way, a more heartful way, a more tactile way, uh, being trusting that part of me that wanted to trust the not knowing. Uh-huh. The, the masculine way was, uh-huh. so, so to speak, it's very, it's not really the masculine way, but that way of, 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 of Advaita inherited by the lineage of these philosophical teachings was very much about knowing about certainty and 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 i loved it but there was also this big draw into the realm of not knowing of yes of, of raw experience of yes and, and to me that is the realm of the feminine it's got nothing to do with being in the body of a woman or but it is the realm shakti it's shakti it's a path it's a tantric path possibly okay it's, that's interesting ellen that's the i think you've uh you've hit the nail of the, on the head that's it that's it that's interesting because uh, for me also, my direct experience was not knowing. I don't come from a tradition. I wasn't with any of the great teachers. Um, I, I, I don't have that Advaitic knowing. How did you come about? The, how, who gave you the knowledge? No, I'm kidding. That's it. Yeah, this is it. I mean, yeah, true nature is available to everybody. Yeah. Awesome. So we don't have to go through who, how it happened and blah, blah, blah. But it did. Yeah. And in the not knowing, there was such a freshness mm. and such a directness and such a uh, uh, an ongoing not knowing. Uh, somebody said to me this beautiful phrase the other day. Actually, somebody that's uh, uh, you know, that uh, comes to my events and is a student. Um, Rest on nothing. Mm. And this is this was the not knowing. My initial. Um, you know, discourses, if you like, in, in small groups was always about the unknown, yes. speaking from the unknown, living from the unknown, meeting reality from the unknown. And, and to me, that was awakening. Everything else is knowledge yeah, yes. or tradition. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I didn't have some, didn't have knowledge to bring with me. I mean, I had other knowledge, a yes. lot of spiritual knowledge from many practices, but I, 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 I didn't carry that with me that I'd let that go a long time. So I came to it very fresh. And I think that is the point here is that that is the feminine quality. It's not about the body and whether we dance and whether we touch and whether we, all this stuff, it's, 
that quality itself. Yes, exactly. It's it's in a way it's no mind, and yet has it's a what? Well, I wanted I said the matrix, the womb of creation. It's yes, which manifested. I mean, yes, that's very lofty to say, but. But it, but humbly, I say it humbly. It's 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 a place that we can touch because we are we are made out of that. that yes, that and the, uh, there's a great humility and trust that's required. That's surrender. Well, and humility, exactly. And, humility, yeah. yeah, and I think it's that quality that that is actually the the feminine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Surrender of openness and. To me, that's where the body comes in because it's somehow, even though I don't even know what body means anymore, just like you were saying in, in the beginning. Nevertheless, in this, in this, when we speak about this quality of the feminine of not knowing, it it, it has. I want to say it has a as has a body or tactile or quality of of body, heart maybe maybe it's heart heart body and. Um, it brings to mind images of of open hands or being on your knees or prostration or those are images they're mental images in fact but but on a tactile level we we can descend there somehow the body is a sort of again i don't know what that means but there's something about descending into that realm of sensing tactility surrendering the mind Placing the mind, the, the, mm-hmm. know, the knowing mind on the mm-hmm. altar and then just offering our experience, meaning feeling our experience. Mm. So that, that too, I claim as the feminine. Um, yes. I think feeling, feeling has, has, more, um, has more dimension to it than, than just like the feeling that we get when we touch something through the skin isn't it there's a whole dimension of feeling the the the, yeah. the, the felt the taste I like to say the taste of life yeah. the taste of this this direct experience the texture of it and that's not through the skin so in that sense it hasn't got anything to do with the body but it is it is felt it is it is experience it's energetic it's an exactly. energy experience and I think that's perhaps where Tantra comes in. I mean, I have a background in Tantra as well. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think it's got a vibrational, energetic. Yes. And, and sometimes when we have sort of, when we are back in suffering and separation, the body, that, that, that energetic vibrational quality feels dense and solid. And then in, 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 in the process of returning our experience to its source, there's that very palpable feeling that we can rejoice in of, of, mm. of, of vibration, borderlessness, mm. aliveness. Mm. Um, and so really it's also about, well, this is embodiment, isn't it? It's not embodiment just to do with the body. Embodiment is the inclusion of every experience every taste every texture of this human experience so really it's it's about embracing our humanity and that's also would you say well I certainly say but would you say part of the uh, I don't know if it's new but certainly yeah maybe there's a newness to it but the the more 
holistic, inclusive, um, spirituality realm of awakening that 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 includes our human experience and doesn't deny it yeah absolutely it has to you know and that that i think that you saying that i'm arcs back to when i was what i was saying in the beginning when after awakening i i was resting it's because i i i felt i was still feeling like this teaching is a bit too pure for my taste. There's something about this teaching, the way I'm hearing it, that why are they talking about negative emotions as if certain emotions, because they're expressed, because they are expressions of separation. There was a sort of subtle way that the teaching was, was inferring that there was, or at least that's how I was receiving it. And, and what you're saying now, this all inclusiveness, it's, it's absolutely obviously. Yes. 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 It's a yes saying. Uh, the, the truth is a yes, a resounding yes saying. <sighs> to, 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 to. That's exactly it. Again, that's, that's kind of exactly the point. It's, it's a yes. And that, that, was, that, was, that was actually a, a, central, a central facet or realization or, and then the living of it in, in my own awakening it was, was yes. Yes. It was a full yes to everything. So nothing is denied. Nothing is, there's no negative or positive. There's things we don't like and things we do like, or there's welcome experiences or unwelcome, but the, but even that division disappears. Everything yes. is welcome because everything is tasted. Everything is God. It's a big yes. Um, I guess to all the no's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yes yeah so that, that. No, that's, that's easy to say right it's i mean it's 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 we're saying it because we've explored it deeply and recognized it deeply but how do we how you know the question then is how does that get translated into a teaching um uh or how how can it be uh, okay what do i want to say here it it's easy to know this when we're again in the shrine. Let's say I come to a Moda's meeting and a Moda is going to speak this language or share this understanding and it's going to, it's going to be communicated, but then I'm going to go back out into my life and, you know, my relationships, my activities, my, and the, it won't be as, as, as direct a yes saying it will be, less direct it will be more layered um and i'm not sure what i'm trying to say Amoda. so you take it you take all it right i think maybe what you're saying is how can we as teachers or whatever role we have here um uh how can we facilitate how can we facilitate that yes in others and so model. that it has some yeah so that it has some value real value in everyday lives and not is not another teaching that sounds great and in the moment yeah. it touches but then it's forgotten well again that's a really good question i mean for myself and i expect it's the same for you as because you also work as a therapist um but for me uh, as far as I know, <laughs> and get you know reflected back, it's not it's not a teaching in that sense. It's not you know a set of precepts. ideologies or precepts and so and so. It's very much uh, 
dialoguing intimately with individuals who have everyday struggles. I mean, obviously they're spiritual seekers. So there is a, a question there that is deeper than, you know, the personal problems, but always that is included. It is problems or not problems, but there, it is struggles in relationship. It is struggles in everyday life. And the, the, um, the, the closure and the opening that happens depending on what circumstances are, on what's being experienced. So people come with that um, and they come with those questions. And they, so over and over again, to invite, to explore, to investigate that, that seeming mechanism that wants to close, that wants to contract, that wants to resist and always inviting a relaxation always inviting a a surrender. I mean, my whole teaching is surrender and then exploring that because that gets misunderstood. So, so, so certainly mine is not a dry intellectual teaching. It's very, you know, it's got its hands in. Yeah. 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 And I don't provide methods and such, but it, it is through dialogue, but it's very much about that. And I think over time people do get a palpable sense of, what it is to just let it be, yes. what it is to just let it be, whatever the problem is, there's a letting be. And out of that, a deeper intelligence starts to inform us. And there is a, a freedom in that. There is a, it's not the freedom of, ah, now I'm enlightened or the freedom of, uh, I've recognized true nature, but it is an ongoing relaxation. It's the freedom. In, freedom. It's the freedom. Yeah. Freedom. We taste the freedom of, of the unfolding, and we trust. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. and there's yeah. a trust of that, and and I think that that's that's of the world, and yet not of the world. Yeah, not yeah. of the matrix yeah. of the world, but it is in the world, and I think that's what's changing. I mean, I think there's other beautiful teachers who are coming from that in their own way, um, so that it's not a dry spiritual teaching. No, it's not I, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Okay imply that I, and I'm not sure what I was trying to say but now that you've just said what you said I it helps me clarify you know how I would say it which is similar to you in a way but I've come to sometimes sort of represent it as a vertical and a horizontal and mm-hmm. there's the vertical exploration which and sharing which is really the the recognition of of the of the absolute of of awareness which which, you know, which, which happens very directly. I mean, it's just a very quick inquiry that, that can lead us to recognize that, that our, our deepest identity as, as, as awareness. Um, and, then, and then explore maybe its, its qualities, you know. So really taking a lot of time to, and maybe that would be the traditional Advaita in, the, in that lineage. Um, and then there would be a more horiz- you know, what I represent as as more the horizontal um, unfolding, the, the the exploring creation, the creation, you know, which is our experience, our lives, our stories, our past, even yes, we, it's okay, we have a history, our baggage, you know, all of that is it's to explore that, but of course in the light of what we've discovered during the the, the vertical exploration, so to speak, so exploring for example, a contraction or a, something like that is completely allowed. 
and yet there's we don't get lost in it because we we somehow hold the taste of of that yes saying that all is well you know we we but at times out there in the world we 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 don't have the the remembrance of all is well and we are lost in our suffering and then what and that's an interesting question for me now i i i i have been interested in that that i have been interested in why suffering because i can see that suffering persists and i and i have been just interested in not being in a hurry to dismiss suffering um, are you I'm speaking not, not, from a personal level or are you speaking as a as a teacher guide therapist or uh, both? <laughs> both definitely both um and yeah both i think i again it's been something i wrestled with having inherited from my teacher mm-hmm. an idea that suffering was an expression of ignorance that suffering was the expression of the separate self so of course that instilled in me a feeling like oh my god i mustn't suffer Right. And, and, <laughs> and it was quite misleading, you know. I was like, yes, oh. I understand. Let's just um, let's just look at a little more detail, perhaps, what we mean by suffering here. But just before we do, let me just yeah. say this my, again. My my initial um, falling away of the self and and realization of yeah that which is beyond and so on. Um, so many ways to express this was. I love suffering because it brings me closer to God. Mm. Now, this was this is where the exploration comes in, because this wasn't the suffering of poor me. Why is this happening to me? Uh, life is punishing me, the victim. Because for me, the, the victim, I didn't know it, but the victim identity was the, was the main pin of this personhood sure. up until that time. And that completely fell away, totally unexpectedly. Of course, I'd done a lot of work, but still it was very strong. It was still there. And it completely fell away. And in falling away, that suffering, the suffering of the poor me, why is this happening to me? Life is doing bad things to me. I'm unlucky and so on, completely disappeared. It never to be seen again. However, it doesn't take away the exquisite agony of the human experience, Mm -hmm. which it may be death, the death of a loved one. It may be loss. It may be some hardship, some something, you know, life is always moving, isn't it? It's always wavy in its nature. It's never this perfect, still ecstatic state. Of course, stuff happens. So we feel and, and I felt it at the time, like a, like a surgeon's knife. It's mm. so, it was so, I keep coming back to that phrase, exquisitely agonizing. Mm. The human experience itself has an exquisiteness to it. Mm. Yeah, when there's nothing really standing in the way as a narrative that says I shouldn't be feeling this or this shouldn't be happening. And it's a kind of agony as well because it hurts it's broken. The human experience is broken. Relationships come, relationships go. A parent dies, a parent is troublesome, a loved one dies, we get older and so and so and so and so with all sorts of things. Our pet dies, who knows? Yeah, it's, it's all part of the rich tapestry of life. But to 
to to not avoid that, to not flinch from that, mm. to say even a yes, you don't even have to say a yes, that's kind of misleading as well, but to allow it mm-hmm. without flinching, without resisting, without pushing away, without denying, that's a different level of suffering that we can say brings us closer to God because we're not separate from that. But it's not the same as the suffering of no, but I think I, w- I was saying, and I agree with you, And but so there's the suffering on the vertical axis, which is that exquisite, uh, it's like Christ on, on the cross, you know, you know, yes. you know Christ was enlightened and yet he was being crucified and yes. you know, he was being broken as a body-mind. That, that would, there would be no, that, that would be the example of, of suffering free of a person. Pure suffering, yes. but and I think, but I think I was talking about impure suffering because I, unlike you, uh, still experience uh, personal suffering, and and so I thought, okay, well, I'm I'm sharing my understanding, and I I still experience personal suffering. I still, and and I'm and I'm interested. I'm still interested. I don't I don't really want. If I had had your experience, I would be sharing that experience but it hasn't been my experience mm. so how so in my case i'm i'm very interested in incorporating the um into the sort of what i share my non-dual understanding such as it is a sort of allowance of people's exploring their story and maybe that's why i'm a therapist and i love the jungian approach because the jungian approach really gives uh space to our dreams, our the, the geography of our suffering. So it's it, it it's still tainted with the person, and it might be the victim, it might be the child, it might be it might be all sorts of things, all sorts of brokenness in our in our in our psyche. Um, and so 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 I used to think, okay, well that has nothing to do with non-duality. So you, it's a separate, but if, but I don't think so anymore. I think no no no, I'm not sure how it interfaces, but when somebody comes to me. And it, they or I want to dive deeply into the story of me. Let's go for it. Let's really let it come to the surface. Let's really let this person. Um, I think that's absolutely beautiful and absolutely necessary. I don't think any of it is separate from anything. No, I think that's no. wonderful. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, to include everything, whatever want, whatever needs to come into the view of within awareness, because it's always awareness that's viewing it. Exactly, is is welcome everything because we because that's what awareness is is sort of exploring and at that moment. Yeah, there's um, only, uh, there's and within that only the sort of background or foreground or side view of knowing that this is happening in awareness, then that gives it a little space. Mm. Yeah, it gives the story space. But still, of course, we are human beings and yeah. we do have, like you say, a, a geography, a, a pattern. Uh, yeah, of and, course. And, 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 and you're right about this, uh, the background or the side view or the under view or the top view. It's <laughs> even more than that. Like always, if we are graced with a full understanding, at any moment you can just collapse 
that person back into the story. Like if you're attached to the outcome of this suffering and this story, then you know you're sort of praying at the wrong altar. Mm. But if you turn towards the truth and and still very fascinated by by an explore, a personal exploration, I, I I think it I think it's actually the crucible. And I think we agree, even though we speak about it a bit differently. It's 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 uh, it's what Christ was doing, <laughs> in my my understanding. It, it's what maybe all enlightened beings do. They 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 they, they do have to be human. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that going full circle to the beginning of our conversation, or somewhere at the beginning. <laughs> This that's being spoken of now, that is the feminine. It's a a feminine that goes beyond masculine and feminine. It goes beyond gender and all that. But it is the feminine. I think that what we're saying here perhaps is that the the use of the word feminine is simply to um, differentiate from a, a sort of dry, mental, intellectual, logical, rational viewpoint that sort of remains in that without the inclusion of anything else. Mm. And so this is a much more, again, inclusive, holistic, imminent. human. You use those words, transcendent, transcendent and imminent. Mm. And maybe, maybe, maybe feminine imminent. It's like really. Im- yes. Yes. And, and, and because perhaps, uh, Awakening uh, is now, has now filtered more into, I don't know if it's the mainstream, but certainly it's come down to earth more. We, we don't need to go to India and live in the ashram. It's here. It's here. People, people are talking about it. People are experiencing it. There are many more teachers, many more guides, many more. Yeah, everything's much more down to earth in that sense. Then it has to inevitably include a more imminent aspect, a more human aspect. So it's, it is in some ways a, a, a new expression. It's not new because like you say, that is what Christ was. No, but I think what you, maybe what you're saying or what I'm understanding you saying is that we live in a psychological era, you know? Yes. We, we, we do. And yes. We mustn't deny that. And I do sometimes feel that some of the spiritual non-dual teachings still want to operate as if we were not psychological beings in the 29th. I don't know when it started, but, you know, uh, yeah. Yes, I, 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 I totally agree with you on that one. I think I've said that myself many times. We are in a much more... Uh, sophisticated psyche now yeah yes. <laughs> and and so it has to be included it's it's not the the culture of i don't know hundreds of years ago thousands of years ago body or whatever the you know the vedantic yeah it, it's just not now you you yeah yeah so it has to include a much yeah. more um, sophisticated or nuanced exploration which does include many aspects of the psyche the inner life the human and all of that yes which i guess means we need all the more rigor which i can feel you have amoda i can sense it in you it's that sort of un 
un what's the word uncorruptible rigor with the apps you know like yes you, we explore and yes yes we say yes 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 but there's that sort of backbone to the teaching which is non-negotiable <laughs> what i mean i hadn't seen it that way but i think yes no, no i have <laughs> yes. never said that before but it's just this <laughs> the compass is very clear you know the truth is 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 the truth and um and we mustn't lie to ourselves and yes we explore our stories and but we must be rigorous as to why we do it and when we get lost we have to be honest with ourselves and Mm. you know because there's there's a lot to get lost in in this day and age and 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 it is a very dark age in many ways although there's also there's many pockets of light but i think it's very dark in the sense of uh, in this culture in the west it's a materialistic culture and mm. there's not you know we we can get lost we can get lost on our screens we can get lost in many many ways in our own dramas and so yes. So and one the, of the ways that we mostly get lost, especially these days, is in fear. Yeah. Fear is is the pandemic of of That's today's age, and 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 that is a great um, there's a great wealth of exploration in there. Yeah. you know what is fear, and you know all of that. And there's of course there's the many psychological and human aspects of that and then like you say there's this backbone of once the nature of fear has been seen through exactly we can't give ourselves to that anymore and that requires a certain tenacity it's not a, it's not an intellectual belief at that point that's a deep well, knowing i agree with you all the almost all the way but how did you put it just now um once we've seen it all the way through yeah, once we've seen through the when, when once we've seen all the way through, there is no more fear because there's nobody to be afraid, right? But I'm not sure. At least I I'm not sure that's the end of. You see, I feel like as long as there's Maya and manifestation, there is going to be all these. No, I didn't say that, Ellen. Ellen, I didn't say that. There's nobody here to feel the fit to feel fear. Yeah. So let's just reframe that because that's a non-dual yeah, realization and that can become a kind of ideological yeah. safety yeah. net or kind of mask or something. Yeah. What I'm saying is that once the true nature of fear has been seen. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm not really saying what that is right here, but that's a whole exploration in itself. But once we've seen the nature of fear and to put it bluntly or, or briefly, when we see fear as a thought that takes us into the future mm-hmm. and isn't remaining right here, yeah, then, then our job, if you like, or the tenacity that's required is that even when fear arises, mm. because we do live in a world and, you know, of course, all sorts of energies arise is to not say there's nobody here to feel the fear, but to recognize that that, which is that within that, that within which that experience or thought of fear arising is awareness itself is openness itself. Yeah. And nothing can take that away. Nothing can actually, yeah. And so it's like it's like a movement, isn't it? It's it's a movement 
that, that goes towards fear, the thought of fear, the outcome of fear. Yeah. And the, and then the, the victim of fear. Yeah. It's a thought movement. It's a mind movement. It's an energetic movement Mm -hmm. that takes us away from the absolute, uh, nowness of now. (laughs) Yes. And that's an energetic experience. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think that's quite different to saying, well, there's nobody here to feel the fear because then we're just in the place of denial of our human experience. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. It's so hard to, to, to sort of catch these experiences and put them into words. But I, I do hear the distinction you just made. But, you know, it... I think maybe what I said was almost like a bit of a spiritual by sort of a bit too simplistic. <laughs> you were not saying that you were not yeah. saying anything as simple. Yeah. But but I think at you know at that moment where you have explored fear, you have deeply welcomed fear f- for what it is and I guess un undressed fear because as you say so beautifully, it's a movement of the mind and that takes you into the future and and it's also of, of course a, a feeling in the body and so so you do you 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 explore the fear and as you undress fear the me that one that was fearful and that was intertwined with the fear returns sort of so to speak to the to the background or the openness yes. of learning. yes that's it yes that's and, 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 but in that moment in a way the fear also returns you know, so, so I think what I was trying to say is that later on, because I, I fear will return very possibly, and yes. but we'll have, but we'll have well we'll we'll have that, and I think what what you're saying is the rigor or the how did you say it the is that we know we've done it we know the pathway we know what you know we yes. know yes yeah. That's it. Yes, I think okay. I think that's Something it. Like that. It's not that fear won't arise again because sure. it, it may arise. You know, maybe it may or it may not. We don't. Know. It may or may not, and it may be the same or it may be different. Every every texture, every landscape is is yeah. different and it's new. And but we do. Yes, we have, like you say, the pathway. We have the we have the uh, yeah, not some kind of. Superpower. suppression of it but we but we have the superpower <laughs> we have the capacity it's, it is the same as jesus on the cross when he said oh father why have you forsaken me mm. is that not himself giving himself to the the, the fear the the yeah, the, yeah? Exactly. and then returning back returning back to the kingdom of heaven which is simply the presence exactly. simply that that which is here now beyond not beyond, a, but prior but, to the fear. Yeah. And Christ saying that, that's so beautiful what you say. Christ saying, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? That In that moment, Christ knows fear intimately. Mm. And, and, and to me, that's so beautiful. Mm. <laughs> that, that there will not be a denial of fear or an avoidance of fear, but that there would be a complete surrender to fear as fear. Mm. And, and an expression of it even, you know, mm. father, you know, ah, I'm scared, shitless on my cross. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. to me, and yet, and yet, as you say, and then he, the kingdom of God back. So it's, that is the interface of the human adventure of suffering mm. and, the, and, the, and the discovery of the, 
absolutely absence of suffering. Yeah, it's a paradox, isn't it? Complete paradox. It's so a paradox. Yeah, yeah. Because it brings us to our, our knees. The paradox, in a way, or yes, yeah. the mind. The mind can't exactly. understand it. That's why it's so difficult to put into words because the mind hey, can't understand. We're doing quite a good job. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> These conversations are always. Uh, one could say on the one hand rambling and on the other hand uh, very flowing into the unknown and allowing something to 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 some other intelligence to to take charge if you like <laughs> i think it's because we're willing not to bring our pre sort of our canned concepts and ideas which we both have we we both have lots we could pull from but mm. we're letting it emerge and mm. hopefully our our audience will mm. Beautiful. Follow us. Yes, yes. Um, well, I don't know. I think we've had a rich exploration there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we sort of said at the beginning that we might talk about the patriarchy, but I think we've been doing that all along. Yeah. The patriarchy is really the patriarchy of mind over heart, or you know, logic over the knowing that comes from the unknown. And I think that that, that perhaps we've we've. We've really touched on that throughout the whole conversation. And um, all I can say now is uh, I, I feel, I sense, I hope, if that's a word, I don't hope much, but <laughs> I, I trust um, that there is a kind of patriarchy undoing itself, at least at least in this dimension, maybe not in the world yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's very much in place but i think within individuals i think that's there's a there's a an undoing of that inner patriarchy where where the the knowledge or the the mind or the tightness or the holding on to a position is sort of coming undone yeah. at least in a few individuals maybe not everyone yet <laughs> yeah no i definitely think it's a movement a movement in, in the right direction <laughs> Very lovely to talk with you, Amanda. Yeah, thank you. That was beautiful. I, I haven't actually had a female guest, I don't think, on the on the show, so it's been delightful to. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, the conversation will be followable, followable by. <laughs> and if it's not, well, <laughs> there's a fragrance. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. That was really delightful. 